Good afternoon, K Tahoe AM and FM. It's time for the bright side with Alexis Robin. Good afternoon, Jen. Uh, enjoyed a beautiful Fourth of July this last weekend. Oh boy, well, that was an epic one. It was so nice. I mean, it was like I just felt sorry for my friends in San Francisco who had the fog, but I just think we have the most perfect. It was Fourth of July. Beautiful so weather pretty. all weekend long. So today we're talking about dealing with difficult people. And this show was a request from a fan who emailed in and asked if we had any ideas on retraining people how to treat you, how to meet like-minded people in your community, and how to deal with difficult people if you can't just, quote, cut them out of your life. So she said, um, you know, sometimes life coaches, they just tell you, well, if somebody's difficult, just cut them out of your life. And it's not always that easy. And I agree. It is not always that easy to cut someone out of your life. Uh, sometimes you're attached by family or there's some kind of, you know, maybe you like them, but you're, they're just hard to deal with. Um, so you want to keep them, but just at an arm's length, <laughs> I don't know, but, uh, but they're all good questions. So we're going to address the first one and the last one in this first section. And then at the end, we'll talk about, um, some ideas for meeting like-minded people. Fantastic. So, um, so first the kind of the first question was, can you retrain people how to treat you? And then the last question was, um, how do you deal with difficult people if you can't cut them out of your life? So can you retrain people how to treat you? Yes and no. So the (laughs) easiest way to handle this is to retrain your own reaction to how people treat you. So the way someone behaves is often their business. and Well, it's always their business. And the way you respond to it is your business. So... um, one of my, uh, one of my fellow coaches, Renee Sievert from P-Link, she teaches the simple equation, which I've said on the show a couple times, but E plus R equals O. Events are going to happen. We're going to respond and there's going to be an outcome. Mm-hmm. And the only thing we can control in that equation is the R, our response. And so if you want a different outcome, you have to change your response. Yep. So if you know someone's going to bring you down when you share good news with them, Kind of, you know, let's talk about the the characteristics of difficult people first of all. So, <laughs> we have a shared definition here. Um, so, I think people um, the, in the email that I got it was people who are very negative, kind of pessimistic, always d- dumping negative energy, um, not excited to share successes with you. So, like Jen, you share good news, and I say, oh well, it's only a matter of time before the other shoe drops. You know, <laughs> or my favorite thing when you share something with somebody who's difficult is, oh, how nice for you. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. The, the, oh, poor me syndrome mm-hmm. or what have you. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, and then, you know, so some people are just difficult or they're just kind of always in a bad mood or there's always some kind of drama going on and it's just heavy. And so that's what we're talking about with difficult people here. And some people are just bad communicators. So we'll lump them in too. So, so think about this. If you know, um, if you have a friend who often is like, Oh, good for you. You know, how nice for you to Jen's point when you share good news with them, but you keep sharing good news with them in hopes that they're going to change their response to you. This, in my opinion, is the epitome of self torture, mm-hmm. right? You just keep going back. It's like when you have parents who haven't supported you your whole life, who've never been told you they're proud of you, even if they maybe are, they just are in capable of telling you and you continue to go back and like hope that one day they're going to be like, we're so proud of you. You know, and, and they're not, they don't have the ability then, you know, this is just self-torture to do it over and over. And I love the Maya Angelou uh, quote. She says, people will show you who they are, believe them. (laughs) 
You know, I just, I love that. She's right. I mean, how many times have you been like, well, I thought it was just a one-time thing or yeah. I didn't realize it's like, yeah, people I show you change. that maybe they are just in a bad place maybe, or maybe they're just that way all the time. So you have to be the judge of that for yourself, but believe people when they show you who they are. So, um, the next time the person, you know, sometimes they ask you how you're doing and you want to say like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I got this great job interview. Um, you might try instead changing your response by saying, you know, I've had a great week. I got some good news. So I'm feeling good. You know, leave the details out. Just give them a, a basic insight to like, Hey, I've had a great week, mm-hmm. you know? And if they're typically kind of grouchy or negative, they may not even ask you like, Oh, what, what was your good news? Or if they do, then you can share it, but you know, be ready because they might respond to you negatively. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just save the details for someone who you know is going to be excited to share yeah. it with you. So this happens a lot in life coach training. Um, coaches go through the training and they get really excited as they learn new things and they're growing as a person and kind of developing all these, you know, new belief systems and dissolving old belief systems that didn't you know, work for them before and they just want to share it with everyone because you're excited. Something new, right? Sure. It's kind of like the college student who comes home and wants to teach you all about everything they've learned. And so what happens though is oftentimes family members, um, or friends who are not ready to go through this personal growth or change in their life are very resentful, <laughs> right? And they're just, they become very, um, and we call this a change back attack. And which is basically like as you're going through positive change, people don't like it because they're not used to it. So they, you know, so they're, they say, oh, that's crazy. What's that mumbo jumbo you're reading about or what have you. So, um, so if you have people who, um, constantly respond to you negatively, you can also use the assertive communication tool that we've talked about a lot in this, um, on this radio show over the years, which is this, um, simple statement. It makes me feel like you're not supportive when you say things like, oh, that's nice for you. Um, and I'm sure that's not your intention, but that's how it makes me feel. Right? And you can just tell them. And this is for somebody, if it's somebody you really care about, who's constantly hurting your feelings and you're just not sure how to address it. Now, if it's somebody who you don't care about that much, but you can't really get them out of your life, like let's say it's a, it's like you're sister's husband or, you know, your stepmother's children or somebody who you don't have a lot of interaction with, but you see at family holidays and you don't, you know, or maybe it's a coworker that you're not friends with, but you have to work with them every day. There's a few other ways to navigate. So people are, if you have these people who are constantly sharing negative news with you, um, it may be because they have negative affect. Right. And so people are born with either positive or negative affect. And, um, generally it's, um, 50% of what you're born with. Mm-hmm. And then there's other things that affect it as well, sure. um, such as your environment and your will to change, that kind of thing. Um, but negative affect, the way to tell if somebody has negative affect is that when they speak, it's permanent, it's pervasive, and it's personal. So somebody, um, steals their parking spot and they say, oh, that person just stole my parking spot. Didn't they see me? Why would they do that to me? Right? So it's personal. Um, this kind of thing always happens always to me. Always and never. Always <laughs> happens to me. Right? So it's, it's this. pervasive and like, and you know what? People are never going to change. Right? So to that always and never. So it's permanent. 
their their language is permanent, pervasive, and personal. Now, people who have positive affect, they um, their communication is um, more temporary. It's episodic and it's not personal. So it might look like, oh man, that person just stole my parking spot. Well, you know, that's the first time that's happened in a really long time. And, you know, at least it's just here. It must be a busy day at the grocery store. Or they probably didn't see me, right? It's not personal. It's not everywhere in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's not... um it's not going to happen all the time. So, um, so if you get somebody though, that's, you know, in your life that you can't necessarily cut out, um, that's super negative all the time or difficult to deal with, there's kind of four different ways that I've come up with four different ideas to navigate this. Now I'm sure there's a hundred other ways. These are just a few off the top of my head. So one is my favorite tool ever, which is wear your bubble suit. Right? So, um, bubble suit is a metaphoric tool for cloaking yourself from negative energy. So you kind of, um, you know, I teach people in my workshops to actually put on their bubble suit. So, um, you know, Jen knows this. I have like a move that I do and I put mine on and sound effects like, and my whole family has their own special sound effects. And so when we share negative news, we'll say, bubble suit, and then everybody knows negative news is coming, so we can kind of brace ourselves for it. And then we do this, like, humorous little jig where we, you know, put on our bubble suit. And I think Celeste's is like, and, you know, mine has this, you know, force field thing, and then Arno has some other thing, and Aiden, you know, it's just, it's pretty funny. So... But so by the time the bad news comes, we've all kind of shored up and like gotten ready for it. Mm -hmm. So no one can just like blindside you with some horrible (laughs) news. Um, so you can teach people this who are very negative. Like let's say your, um, your mom or your sister is really negative and you don't want to go, mom, you're, you know, you're so negative. I can't stand talking to you because you love your mom and you don't want to hurt her feelings. But you can teach her, hey, I learned this new trick, the bubble suit, right? And you can tell them about how um, the bubble suit works. And you can say, you know, before I share good bad news now, I'm going to tell you to put yours on so you'll know it's coming. And I wish you would do the same. And then the next time they come in and barf negativity on you, you just say, oh, man, you didn't tell me to put on my bubble suit. And you make light of it. But then they have to start recognizing how often they're telling you to put on your bubble suit <laughs> if everything they're telling you is negative, right? Like, I'm coming for lunch. Just wear your bubble suit, right? I've got a lot of stuff to share. <laughs> so, But it just brings it into the awareness. So that's one way to navigate it. And if let's say it's somebody who you're like, nah, I'm not going to teach them that. They won't go for it. You can wear your own. And mm-hmm. you can tell a friend, like, hey, Jen, I'm going to a really tough meeting after this, so i got to put on my bubble suit. <laughs> you know, and then Jen might ask me later, you know, hey, how was the meeting? Did your did she permeate your bubble suit? Like, no, I was good. Like, bounced right off. You know, it just gives you a little bit of of humor and light to it. Yeah. Um, now, you can also play bubble suit bingo, which <laughs> is if you don't have a friend to share it with and make light of it, you make yourself a little bingo card. And I have one um, one relative who um, has been, you know, she's she has negative affect. She's not a bad person, but she does have negative affect, and she um, and so like every time I would call, she would do this like, "Oh, who is this?" 
like, I haven't heard from you in so long. I've forgotten what your voice sounds like, <laughs> you know, or she just <laughs> make these comments, you know, or it would be like, well, how is it today? And, oh, the pollen or the weather, you know, just, it was like, so I would, um, I would make myself funny little things like, okay, if she says, if she does three out of five of these things, I'm getting a bubble soup bingo and I'll reward myself with like a latte or something, but just to make it a game for myself. So that's kind of taking it to the extreme. But if you don't have someone to share it with, because you have a lot of these people in your lives, then get yourself a bingo card and make the reward a good one. <laughs> you know, it's um, expensive. It could get expensive, but you know. All right. So number two way to navigate a difficult person is to fake and pivot. Right. So pretend like you're telling me something horrible, Jen. Some, oh, okay. The dog died. The dog died. Oh my gosh. That's awful. Oh, did I tell you Susie got a tattoo? I mean, that's kind of a bad example. That wasn't a good one. Because that's not really empathetic. But you know, if somebody were to say like, oh my gosh, my neighbor's dog barked all night long again, you know, something like that, then, you know, I might say like, oh gosh, really? Oh my gosh, did I, you know, and you just do a fake and pivot. Now again, this is, you know, if somebody close to you and your family really needs your empathy, that's not what we're talking about here. So please (laughs) take it with a grain of salt. We're talking about people who consistently have to complain about everything. Okay. Number three, don't buy in. You can simply acknowledge or ignore right? Which is what I ended up doing a lot more with um, my one family member is I would just, you know, she would complain about something and I would say, oh, that's too bad. Hey, did I tell you about the twins? Blah, blah, blah. And I would just, you know, I just wouldn't give into it. Yeah. I wouldn't, oh, that's too bad. Oh, that happened. Oh gosh. Cause even babies at six months old know if they knock the bottle off the table and you say, oh, don't do that. And you pick it up and put it back on there. They're like, Oh, negative attention is better than no attention. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, so people know this. And so if you buy into it, that's what they're looking for, right? That engagement with the negativity. So you can just, um, you can just not give it any energy like, Oh, that's unfortunate. Yep. You know, all right. So what else are we talking about? <laughs> and, uh, and then they'll know, right? So, and then lastly, you can challenge them to flip the challenge or the problem into an opportunity. So Jen's heard me say this before. Problems are frustrated opportunities trying to get out, mm-hmm. right? Trying to show themselves. So if you're, if somebody says, Oh, my lease is up. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, it's devastating. I need to find a place to live. You know, what's the opportunity there? Well. You could start looking for a place to live. Right. You could find a better place to live. Right. Exactly. You could yeah. find a better place to live, a cuter place, nicer neighbors, a Easier little... Easier to maintain. I mean, y- yeah. Long, depending on your situation. Exactly. So it's like, oh, well, this could be a positive, right? So you can challenge him to flip it into an opportunity. So uh, if you're going to do this last one, though, you have to make sure people aren't in like the panic zone or the hijack zone. Right. So if they've been hijacked, if they are having an amygdala hijack and their brain has been like totally focused in the fear center because they're, they just found out that their lease is up and they're having, they're going to have to move. Trying to do the whole flipping it into an opportunity is challenging. Mm -hmm. So for them, even for somebody who's not, you know, without negative affect, it it can be challenging. So, um, so you definitely want to wait and Mm -hmm. use this when somebody's in a little bit more Zen place (laughs) than in a panic mode. So soon, if you do these things soon enough, these people, these difficult people are going to catch on to the fact that you aren't going to be a passive dumping ground for their negativity. 
right? Yep. So you're not going to just, um, you're going to ask them to either solve their problem, admit that they're spewing negativity, or you're going to kind of blow it off and not really engage in it. Mm-hmm. And if they're hoping for you to engage in it, they're going to realize like, wow, this person's going to make me work every time I share bad news. So I'm going to find someone else to tell because yeah. I don't want to think of the opportunity, you know? It feels good to wallow and fondle my story. I don't need to <laughs> keep flipping over. So, um, so those are just some ideas for how to deal with difficult people. And, you know, everybody has different situations that they're in. Um, but try, try a couple of those on, see how they go. Um, see what fits for you. Now, the last question that this gal asked was how to meet like-minded people. And here's just a few little things you can try. One is start doing stuff you love, mm-hmm. right? I mm-hmm. mean, if you love to go paddleboarding, go paddleboarding. You'll meet people who like to paddleboard, Yep. right? Work in your front yard. So you meet your neighbors. Yep. My mom taught me that when I was just fresh out of college and it was awesome. And I met some of my dearest lifelong friends in my front yard. That was great. Um, you can use a cool app. Like I have clients that have an app called Go Boldly and it is, um, you can actually connect with people to do things that you love to do like rock climbing or biking or you can create an event and try and attract people in your area to do it. So that's kind of a fun thing. It's Go Boldly app. You can tell people that you're in the market to meet new people. I might say to Jen, you know, I'm really looking for some girlfriends to hang out with. Like if you know any cool people or if you guys are going out and you want an extra person, like bring me along, Uh you know, would you mind bringing me along? You can ask people, uh, you can invite people to do stuff that you don't know that well. Mm-hmm. So I might have somebody who I know from church or I might have somebody who I know from the gym who I don't really know that well. We're just kind of morning gym buddies. Mm-hmm. And I might invite them to do something like go to lunch or go to the beach or something to get to know them better. Mm-hmm. Now, when you do this, keep in mind that um, everybody's really busy. So it may just be that you have to ask a couple of times before the stars align and it works out. Yeah. And this is not personal, <laughs> right? So again, change your response. Exactly. This isn't about you. It's not personal. I mean, people ask me to do stuff all the time and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm out of town. I'm so sorry. I'm my kids have a play. I'm so sorry. Something, something. So yeah. don't take it personally. Um, another thing that works well is to sit in the same place each week at church, at the coffee shop, at the bar, wherever you go, like your favorite lunch place, like go sit in the same place, go the same time. People, you kind of start seeing the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then go to the gym at the same time each day. Should meet buddies in the gym. Yep. And finally, you can surf LinkedIn and Facebook for friends of friends that post stuff that aligns with your values. You know, if you have somebody who, you know, you always like the quotes and things they're putting on your friend's page, you might be like, hey, would you introduce me to, you know, to Jen? She seems really nice and she's always posting these cool articles. Like, I'd love to meet her, mm-hmm. you know, so you can, you can it's go that idea. way. Um, you can tell a lot about what people, about people by how they post on Facebook. Yes, you can. Right? Like sometimes you just think, oh, stop posting. It's giving me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> so the reality is you have to make some effort to meet people. And, you know, you got to get out there. So those are just a handful of ideas. If you have more, send them in. We'll talk about them next week. Um, but there are always going to be difficult people in your life. And a lot of them will be hard to cut out. So... If you don't try anything that we talked about before, just remember this. Most people's negative responses are about their own fears and frustrations with their life, and they're not about you. So you get to decide if you're going to make it about you or you're going to make it about them. 
So if you hear nothing else in this show, I want you to remember that. So good advice. So this is the bright side good for this advice. week. If you want to learn more about us, you can check us out at plinkcoachingcenter.com. You can uh, check out KTHO on Facebook and Plink Coaching Center on Facebook for a host of very cool um, articles and and things. So very good. Yeah. So we'll see you next week. Same time. Same place. You're listening to K Tahoe AM and FM, the bright side with Alexis Robin.